Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. We're asking, should the Gaeltacht be protected for Irish speakers? Because the latest census data that's out shows, despite the fact that the population of the Gaeltacht areas all over Ireland has increased since the latest info in 2016, the number of daily Irish speakers has actually fallen. So more Gaeltacht areas in the west of Ireland, often in very rural, scenic, beautiful spots and many times because of that, holiday homes are now high property prices and uh, that naturally is a concern for locals. John Prendergast is a West Kerry language planner. John, should the Gaeltacht be protected for locals? Absolutely. There is no doubt about it. The, the Gaeltacht deserves every bit of protection that we can offer as a state. I, I believe um, the Gaeltacht, obviously, uh, as the well of Irish speakers and Irish speaking um, nationally and internationally, uh, deserves to, I suppose, every bit of equity and, and social justice that that we can muster, I suppose, to, to increase the amount of, of people speaking Irish um, there and also nationally, I suppose, um, at the moment, I'm a, a language planner myself, and there are 26 others up and down the country uh, implementing community language plans to increase the amount of people speaking Irish. So the trend in Irish speaking, while it has fallen from the last census, actually hasn't fallen as much as the previous two or three censuses, which is which is great news in some respects, but more work has to be done. So we need a more cohesive, I suppose, state approach to protecting and promulgating Irish speaking in the Gaeltacht, which would have to be wide-reaching. You're thinking of, you know, a housing policy that's appropriate and and correct for people who speak Irish in the Gaeltacht. You're thinking about, um, I suppose, other um, infrastructural and state supports um, regarding even the Nianri, I suppose, even um, Lua Zachas or for... for, um, Children going to, to to care and care services and stuff, all the way up to uh, when I suppose people are, are are older. So every form of, of state service really, um, in this regard, needs to be kind of considered when we're looking at the Gaeltacht. And I suppose people often think the Gaeltacht is something in a corner or in a vacuum, um, but it's actually Irish language is something that we should all be thinking about in every in every portfolio of of state life and. Um, and our own lives as well, I think. So that's uh, that's the answer to the question there, I suppose, Andrew. Okay. Definitely, uh, the Irish, the, the Irish uh, yeah, should be supporting the Gaeltacht. What is the situation, John, where you are at the moment? Because, like, what we can see from the latest census info is that, you know, yes, the population of the Gaeltacht areas is continuing to grow, but not with Irish speakers. So how difficult is it for Gaelgors to to get accommodation where you are? Well, the accommodation is certainly a huge issue, and I suppose um, in certain grounds of the, there has been a, a small drop in, in the daily speakers of Irish, but in West Kerry, there's actually been a small increase. There's been a 4% increase since the last one. However, it's certainly one of the areas where accommodation and, and, and the housing crisis is, is more prevalent. It's very much under a microscope here, um, and people have been talking about it for years. There have been groups, um, community groups coming up and springing up over the last few years, such as Tauhi Natuhe, and with Brown Donald Bugley in West Kerry, and uh, recently Bonu, uh, a new group in Connemara Gaeltacht as well, trying to shed a light on the the, the, the harsh reality that is there will be no Gaeltacht communities in areas if we're not willing to promote, I suppose, 
favourable policies for Irish speakers in Irish-speaking areas. It, it just, it, it, it's, it's as simple as that, really. And if you look at international best practice as well, these, these types of measures have been rolled out in places like Wales, and they're thinking about certain measures such as it in um, in. in in um, in Scotland, okay. so I mean, when you're thinking of places in West Kerry, there's 72 percent of certain certain parishes have are just they're filled with holiday homes which are only used for maybe five days in the entire year, and it's incredibly difficult for younger people to buy a house, to get planning permission. Um, or to even get short-term or long-term accommodation less. So it is a very, very okay. stark problem. Well, well, just on that, I, I see a text from a listener who says, like, we have a holiday home near a Gaeltacht region. Every year we're down supporting the businesses, the shops, the pubs. We try our best with speaking a few words of Irish. So I think it's unfair to say that non-Irish speakers shouldn't be allowed to have houses in the Gaeltacht regions. Um, Dr Aoife Granville, John, is with us on the line as well. Aoife is a, a lecturer in folklore and traditional music, living in Dingle, Aoife, is that right? Well, I'm from Dingle, um, um, working in Cork, so I, I, work bet- I'm, I, I go between the two places. Could um, you live in Dingle? Um, I'm lucky that my family, my family home is in Dingle, um, but otherwise, no. Um, and you know I have a reasonable job um, and all of that and John has covered it there John and his colleagues are doing amazing work in the last few years but you know I have a lot of friends um, in situations where they're going to have to move from Dingle uh, they can't afford to buy they're not able to I suppose even get long term lets you know one of the trends that we see happening in, in Dingle in particular I suppose um, and in the town area even is that, you know, you can get a let from um, maybe September, October to May, but then you can move out. And I've seen people move into the area who are really interested in culture, language and everything like that, um, but are being turfed out of accommodation to, I suppose, even in the rental accommodation, just to, I suppose, make space for holiday lets that are more lucrative. Um, so that's, it's very frustrating. But that's not really the fault, the though, of the, you know, people or private people who buy them. Is that not a fault of well, planning that I there's, you have bills to rent problem. schemes? Yeah, it's a huge problem for some Gaeltacht areas because a lot of people that can afford to come in and buy places and properties are choosing to, um, and it's their own prerogative, I suppose, but I suppose we, we, we have to fight against it really because at the moment in Dingle Town, um, it's not. It's around the language and the issues like that. But even in terms of other traditions, like our football, um, we see Dingle underage teams, and Dingle is a very successful football club, GA club. But underage, they can't feed the teams because there's no longer families enough families living in the town um, because they can't rent in the town because they can't buy in the town, and they're being priced out of it by, you know, just people that can buy cash buys, I suppose, which is something we saw definitely over COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of houses empty and that's very frustrating to look at when you see families trying to bring people up, bring their kids up in Irish um, and partake and everything like that. So, I mean, there are people that have holiday homes in the area that are fantastic and get involved and everything like that. But I think there has to be some sort of rules um, and planning um, because we are in a very difficult situation now. And I suppose if people live outside the Beltacht and aren't involved in Irish language, on a daily basis, it might be hard to understand how important it is to us, but um, we're at a very pivotal uh, stage now. And John and the language planners and all of these sort of policies that are in place now, we're, I think we're in a, we have an opportunity as well. And we have a lot of young people interested in the language and our traditions, but they need to be able to live in Gaeltacht areas and work in Gaeltacht areas and avail of services to Irish. You know? so, so are you saying then, Aoife, there should be a policy that it's 
you know, I think Irish so, yeah, speak, absolutely. Irish speaking only then? Well, no, I mean, like within reason, I mean, you know, we have uh, some of the housing estates that are newer bills and all that are... I suppose, are supposed to have language policies around it, but we know that they're not, I suppose the wrong word is policed, but, you know, that there would be a certain percentage for Irish speakers. Um, it's debatable how much that's, um, I suppose, uh, assessed um, with the County Council and, and other organisations. But um, I think there needs to be something in place because it's, you know, it's not enough to be trying to rely and put pressure on the likes of John and the language planners to, to I suppose, um, save the language. It needs more than that, you know, um, and they need the support and they need people living in the area who are interested in the language as well, you know. Listener says, nobody has the right to decide who lives where in Ireland. Another texter, aside from the Gaeltacht region, we also can't get planning in the village where we grew up. We were told that we weren't local enough. I've lived there for 34 years, so why should the Gaeltacht areas uh, be treated differently? Brendan O'Begley is, is on the line as well. Um, you've had some battle, I believe, trying to get local planning permission. What sort of issues did you face? Well, uh, it's, it's the, the total attitude from the planning department in, in Tralee is what I was faced with. Uh, we have uh, the, the, the local engineer who has no respect for the language. She, it, it was said uh, from that department that uh, they don't care about the Irish language, even though they have two girls under their, under their um, portfolio. By way of the, um, the, the the national policy, you mean? They just have no time, uh, as if they were on a mission to kill off the Irish okay. language. So just t- tell but us we, about we, your own situation what, what, then, Brendan. Yeah, but what we have to remember here is uh, the Irish language has been here for hundreds, maybe thousands of years. It survived British occupation. It survived famine. It survived civil war. It survived, survived emigration. But it's not going to survive the affluent Ireland that we have at the moment. The last mm-hmm. thing I would want is them and us, the, the, the tourists that come here that buy houses. But to Gaelic people, if we're really serious about the Irish language, we have to have a base where it's spoken every day naturally. And if, if, if it's, as we speak, it's being destroyed right in front of us. If the Book of Kells was to be destroyed, our, 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 our Newgrange, our Gallerous Oratory were to be destroyed, there'd be uproar. But I don't By non-Irish Irish speakers people, living I, I, in the area? Is that what you mean? But, but, but the planning, the planning as they're being enforced in West Kerry, is killing off the Irish language. And where, where, it's a rural island problem, but I think, I think the Gaelsacts are a special place because it's the first language, it's the language that's been spoken here for thousands of years, and it won't be spoken here in, in another 20, 30 years if, the, if, if this government doesn't wake up and to, to the fact that they're actually, that they're planning, their, their laws are killing it off. I wouldn't mind if the language was dying of natural, natural causes, but it's been strangled at source. It's, it's, it's a scandal. So what housing policy should be brought in then, Brendan? Well, there are various solutions. In our, here in West Kerry, I live in a parish called Parish of Moor. There's about 14 or 15 villages. We had a, 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 a system that worked. Villages worked. Now, we have, we have the, the Greens talk about clusters. Villages are clusters. They brought in rules that you'd have to have a half an acre. So in this village, four people that I know had to move out of the, 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 the core of the village and build along the road. Now, the, 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 the main complaint is ribbon development and one-off housing. That does not 
belong to us as a cultural people. Those laws were enforced by planners, and now they don't know where to turn. It's their laws that have caused one-off development and ribbon development. Sorry, one-off housing and ribbon development. So we have a solution. Recognize our villages that have worked and that are still working. And let us build within the cluster without that half acre. All that the government has to do is invest in sewerage. It just be an investment. And each house that's built in that village will connect up to it and pay whatever it is, five, ten thousand euro. Mm. That that is a solution. Okay, so that we the, have. the minimum. And they have to listen to us. Okay, uh, listeners, says we need to protect our Gaeltacht areas. It should only be Irish speakers allowed to live there. If you really want to live there, learn Irish. It's a simple solution. What about you, James? Um, should we let non-Irish speakers into the Gaeltacht areas? Andrew, um, I'm sure they're already in there, and have it probably some of it taken over. Uh, the planning is a huge issue, like that that gentleman said there. There doesn't seem to be a planning law or, or department as such at the moment because I think the two top executives are not are, are being investigated. Uh, there is issues with all this work going on in cities and towns without planning permission, yet people in, attached to areas in the Gales cannot get planning. There was a gentleman in Dingle, he spent 15 years, I won't name him, he spent 15 years before he got a type of planning. Okay. Are you living in a Gaeltacht area, James? No, I'm not, no, but I travel through it quite regularly. Yeah. Uh, Would you like to? Like, are you an Irish speaker? I'm relatively fluent, yeah, but like, I mean, that's the the most important thing, I think, is the preservation of the language. I mean, there's a lot of money being given out for other issues and help to other people and places. I mean, the Gaeltacht seems to be forgotten or almost drowning now in in its own, what would you call it, poverty. I mean, the planning though is a serious. Well, there's more people. There, the, the, like it would appear, according to the census figures from last year, there's more people than ever living in Gaeltacht areas. It's just that they're not all Irish speakers. No, then they, they're not even living in Irish areas. I think they have houses in Irish areas, but they're more than likely they're living there less than less, less than sixty um, days in the year. Mm. I've seen them all over Kerry, parts of Cork. Those houses are empty. Yeah, so it's holiday, ho- holiday homes, basically. Well, that's what you want to call them. That's yeah, what it is. for but second I mean, homes not, or homes to how rent they or whatever. Planning, how, I'm sorry, how they got planning, I'm not sure, because they had no absolute attachment to the area. I wouldn't think I've had. I don't want to say a blanket. Yeah, well, you don't know. You don't know, yeah. No, okay, but, but, but your point is going forward, right? You yes. think that there should be a change to the current policy, like Brendan outlined? Of course. Of course, there has to be, and quicker decisions. Quicker decisions because it's costing so much money when when you're delayed by planning. Like I mean, that that gentleman, as I said, spent 15 years, born and bred in the area, 15 years to get planning, reluctantly, and only when the press and the media got on it, I think it probably hurried it up. Other than that, it wouldn't have happened. And he's a well-known character, steeped in in Irish tradition, Irish music, Irish language, and that was a very very poor reflection on whoever was making the decision. Message from from Caroline. I remember a time when rural communities, particularly those in the Gaeltacht, were um, afraid of attrition. They were literally dying off. Now people want to live there and they're still complaining. I'm from Galway, so I'm supportive of Irish, but uh, belly aching doesn't encourage anyone. Be inclusive, promote the language in a non-preaching way. Try and build support. Has Caroline a point, John? 
that what we're looking for is not actually bellyaching, but rather a cohesive plan that there's actually things put together at the, from the top down to ensure that there is, I suppose, respect for the area and also to ensure that the area will survive as an area. Because if you look at it from any, any way, I suppose, um, it's a linguistic human right for people to be able to, to collect and kind of group together in that area as well. So, for example, if we're looking at the state and, you know, the local councils and stuff, if they're asking people who are looking for planning permission all these questions on a pre-planning form, and the area is a great area, but if they're not asking, can you speak Irish or do you speak Irish daily, there's a problem. If people are asking for planning permission and, you know, their, their ability to speak Irish in an Irish-speaking area isn't even taken into, the, into account in giving out um, the planning for an area, then there's an absolute issue there. It just, we just want some more joined-up thinking. So a lot of organisations such as Conor Nagoyaga have... A, a, a planning policy and I know for example the um, Ryan Tihirta the housing department and Ryan de that are working on these um, there's sort of chorley into these directives um, or kind of directing guidelines I suppose for um, a housing policy in quite areas but we've been waiting for them for far too long now I think they've been nearly drafted for over a year and a half so that would be very very helpful but I mean the, the, the point is, I suppose, it's a local need, really, for someone. If you want to be living in a great area and you do speak Irish, that does does prove that you are, you know, in need of a house there, and you want to, and you and, and being able to to live in the area, you know, at a as, as, as reasonably as anyone else does, is imperative for the survival of the language. It's my very minoritised language, and I don't think people okay. give that enough call. Absolutely, you know? yeah. A vast majority of the people getting in touch with us here on, on WhatsApp today uh, in agreement, I would think, nearly, nearly with you, John, on this. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.